Previously on 94 Chill, the podcast. Hello, madam. Dr. Gordon. I want to play a game. The jigsaw killer. Paul, find the path through the razor wire. Technically speaking, he's not really a murderer. He never killed anyone. Dr. Gordon, your aim in this game is to kill Adam. If you do not, then Diana will die. He finds ways for his victims to kill themselves. Sick of people who don't appreciate their blessings. I've given you a life purpose. Looks like our friend Jigsaw likes to book himself front row seats to his own sick games. He doesn't want us to cut through our chains. He wants us to cut through our feet. Most people are so ungrateful to be alive. Not anymore. You are a drug addict. Do you think that is why he picked you? He helped me. Don't believe Adam's lies. says it's time to rock and roll bring the noise all right it says we're recording so this is 90 for chill the podcast um this week i've got uh my former manager so expect him to use some authority i guess uh <laughs> joe Golwitzer. Uh, and we were hi, talk- hi. hey so we were talking about a couple of subjects. I think we broke down to uh, John Carpenter uh, with uh, you recently seeing the thing and um, the Saw movies, which is just fun little violence to talk about. So yeah. where do you want to go with this then? So I, I will say on Carpenter, I uh, looking at his filmography, I realize I haven't seen as much of his stuff as I've, I'd want to. Um, so you'll probably hate me for this, but I haven't seen Big Trouble in Little China. I haven't seen Escape from New York. I haven't seen Escape from L.A. So these are things that after seeing the thing, I am so excited to get into because I loved Halloween. I loved everything he's done that I've seen. So like the fact that I've been putting these movies off is almost criminal, I feel. Um. Well, you know, uh, going into this uh, a couple nights ago and ended up being a very long night between uh watching uh i just got a late start on everything i suppose so around midnight i finally got to watching uh john carpenter's uh debut feature which was actually just an extension of his usc short film called dark star yeah i was uh i was heard some stuff about that that's another one i want to go back and see oh yeah it's stuff that's i don't know if it's a good place to start with carpenter or a um kind of a good place to end with carpenter because <laughs> it really i mean it's good it's it's pretty solid and shows everything that you're going to come to know about him so um so it really ended up uh but i mean it, it's definitely as i say a student film and yeah. uh, anything i can take away from it is that um dan o'bannon writer of alien return of the living dead one of my personal 80s trash movie favorites, Life Force, as well. Um, he was a writer of the, wrote that with John Carpenter and had his, right. even a starring role in that. But, uh, okay. Um, 
I would say when you if you see the movie Life Force, which I highly recommend, it doesn't qualify for 90 for chill, which is kind of part of the charm with that train wreck. <laughs> um, Life Force. Yep. All right. I, I mean, I've been looking for more and more movies because, again, I don't do much of anything anymore. Like nobody does. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was surprised. I didn't realize that he did the original Assault on Precinct 13. Oh, yes. Now, I, I've only seen the Ethan Hawke, Lawrence Fishburne remake. Um which I believe he wrote the screenplay to as well, but I could be wrong about that. Um, hold on, I can actually check that really quick. Uh, Looks a little too fancy to be a be a script. I mean, the yeah. what I saw the trailers. And stuff. That's certainly probable. Then, uh, either way, I knowing what I like about the new one, I would love to go back and watch the original, especially since that was right before Halloween, which. I mean, Halloween is such a classic to me. And I have only recently started to appreciate that too. It's actually part of the reason that I love horror movies. That Halloween and Saw are the two franchises that that and Chucky really got me into it. Oh, yes. Good old child's play. The, um, the, that, that was pretty much my only chance to get into acting. Didn't, didn't quite work out. But uh, that's, <laughs> that's, a weird, okay, that's a weird story about my parents getting me an agent at seven years old. <laughs> And I'm still bitter about the home alone, not getting home alone. I mean, you bring flying this kid in from New York when you know I'm only three three hours south. But granted, they it was wanted probably the Macaulay Culkin. And, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind those headaches. No, no, that's for sure. So, um, but I guess that's a great way to transition to Saw, uh, something we both have, I think, pretty thorough knowledge about. Uh, it's a yeah. series where I enjoyed seven of the eight films i think we all probably have one that we can uh, dismiss um now the first yeah. film doesn't qualify for 90 for chill but hey when you other at least six of the other ones do i'm you know <laughs> i'm gonna throw that in there and i think that uh with saw i think i was i didn't get into horror till really late um i would say I mean, I saw H2O when it came out uh, when I was 18. Man. Uh, yeah, but that was just like, oh, the movie to go see with everybody. And, yeah. Um, I remember it, when that came out. I mean, I was much younger, but yeah. I remember when that came out yep. because Jamie Lee Curtis was coming back and that was a big deal. Right. And, uh, you know, any any movie where you get Joseph Gordon-Levitt with a ice, ice skate in his face is, is going <laughs> to pique some interest yeah you know many years back i wouldn't agreed with you but i absolutely do now i that's a welcome a welcome picture for me well i mean i love everything um joe's doing personally uh, yes oh yeah. yeah his hit record stuff is fantastic the way he empowers people but yes. uh his acting to me has really taken a turn i think it's just the choice of movies he's picked i, I don't think it's his ability i think he's a great actor it's just I've been less than thrilled with his movies as of late. Well, I can't really say I know too much about what he's done recently beyond, uh, I'd say that year he was really busy, which featured Premium Rush. Uh, I know there's another oh, one yeah, in Premium there. Premium Rush was great. I mean, I, back it's, with Brick, it's not, Premium Rush, those were all. Yeah. But um, this isn't about him, though. No, the it is not. Movies. So, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> So I would say 
I didn't get into horror until I saw an IFC uh, special, or it was a special shown on IFC back when IFC was really independent film, right? Uh, about Dario Argento, and uh, when you see the weird images and such that he gets away, well, I can't say he gets away with. I'm sure he's got at least one or two on the video nasties list <laughs> in the UK, but just how he focuses so much on making the gore artistic. And I can't really say the Saw movies do that very well. I think um, later in the series definitely gets a little more CG than it should, which kind of brings me back to um, the thing. Um, Cause you were telling me there's in still text, an art in the kills of the Saw franchise though, too. So no, no, the kills themselves there. can be very artistic. No okay. But the there. gore. Yeah. I see. I, I'm just saying that uh, um, when you were talking about, we were talking about what we were going to do and Carpenter and the thing. And then you, uh, you know, brought up wanting to see the, the prequel. And yeah. yeah, I think it's worth a view. Yeah, I think it's a solid continuation of the story, but I will say that it's uh, the not using practical effects really hurts it. That's always a problem, right? Like just because you have the CG technology doesn't mean that that needs to be your main component. Right. And uh, I mean, just look at video games still. I mean, yeah, you get some disturbing images, um, but. It um, doesn't hit you like the the practical grueling stuff like hostile and and even saw to an extent can get you. Oh, yes. Um, well, the, the first time I saw, even though, you know, it was 80s practical effects, but in the thing, the first time you see the creature, it is it is still visceral. It's guttural because oh, that yeah. thing is gooey and gross. And oh, God. But that's one of the reasons I love the movie so much. And right. I can't believe I put off seeing it for so long because it just every bit of that movie sticks out in my mind. I was thinking about it for weeks after. <laughs> Well, you know, I really wish it could uh, qualify and I would have snuck it in anyhow. Well, I mean, it's a perfect, it's a perfect movie. I mean, I can't take anything away from it. The, from it. I mean, that's probably might be definitely top five horror movies of all time. I think it's uh, not an unfair statement. But to um, see, see the CGI come to what it is. And I mean, saw seven saw 3d really was the worst with it right because you have those 3d moments where it's shot straight at the camera um which i really i hate those 3d moments i anytime i'm drinking that's a time where we drink if there's a 3d moment you take a drink Mm. because they're just so over the top but i i think the uh the the final kill in saw seven works but oh uh, yeah yeah well i think as a whole the movie is a more fun one of the bunch. I've really enjoyed the seventh Saw movie. Oh, uh, took it took a rewatch for me to really get into that because I thought it was just a little too cruel. Um, yeah, I mean, it what what happens to the character. characters? Right. I mean, it, I don't it, mind. I don't mind uh, the conclusion of the Jill Tuck story. Um, me either. And the fact that Carrie was actually came back finally. Yes, was, was pretty cool. Although it you could clearly tell that they were just pigeonholing it in. But at yeah. that point, I didn't mind, right? Like, right. I'll, I'll do that because I want him back. Yeah. Well, I saw, I did see the final chapter in theaters the first time. 
Man, um, I wish I would have. I had the chance yeah. to, and I didn't well, I, because I just hadn't seen all of them yet. Right, and that's really the only way I think you can go and see um, a saw. I mean, a three D movie. I, yeah. I don't. I don't buy the. Uh, I worked uh, for Sharp Aquas t- customer support, and they were trying to really pitch the three D. This was two thousand twelve. Man, well, uh, yeah, my friend bought a Panasonic 3D TV that that was really trying to take off, but then it just it just disappeared. Yeah, I mean, just extra accessories for an in-home experience. I mean, I think it's just uh, just too cumbersome. I think on the consumer. I agree. One, well, you and I both wear glasses. Why would we want to wear more glasses on top of that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's uh. I didn't think about that element. <laughs> That's why I don't like going to 3D movies in the theaters that much anymore. I know they fit around my glasses. I just, I hate that I already have to see the movie through my glasses. I don't want another set of windows to look through. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can understand that. Um, but Not I guess we the, can really go to the movies right now. <laughs> right. Uh, so voice 16 supposedly open. Oh, um, that's nice. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I guess my 3D issues really come from the usually people who go to 3D movies with me because I like like if it's a 3D IMAX I'm gonna get as close as I can to the screen and still see you know yeah make sure everything's in my peripheral sometimes that's a little too extreme for a lot <laughs> but that can really change your opinion on a movie like uh I saw I Prometheus back when we could still do midnight shows and uh like pretty much just sat front row and like uh, the effects and everything like just oh this is a beautiful movie it's just i can't wait for the blu-ray and then you get home and watch the blu-ray and like well that's the uh that's excellent 3d because it covered up all the holes in this story uh yeah i had something similar with godzilla i mean i really do still enjoy the first godzilla although i don't think it's a masterpiece by any means but i saw it in the second row of the imax dead center because we got there late and I think it might have been the midnight, but I could be wrong. And it was, I mean, seeing Godzilla that big right in front of you, it really made a difference with how that movie impacted me because it was not the same watching it yeah. when I, when I did it at home. Mm. So, so I guess we uh, got, got it, got through saw seven. I think. Um... Well, that's something that I think the theater experience is something that I never got with saw that I'm really kind of upset about. I had the chance even with the newest jigsaw and I didn't, but any one of these, I would have loved to have seen in theaters and I never had, I had the opportunity, but I wasn't into the series at that point. Right. Oh, I, I didn't see any of them in the theater till I'd say uh, saw six, which is one of my, uh, I, I, I think it works one of the probably one of the better sequels the direction's a little um little off and and i you can say that about five and seven it wasn't uh darren lynn bowsman you know it's definitely not james wan um i think five was my least favorite is six the one with the family uh six is the one with the um yeah, the family that gets, uh, I guess you'd say it's a family that gets kidnapped and it's about. Yeah, them. but it's, it's turns out it's the other family and. Right. But it's yeah. a health and, yeah, the uh, health insurer. Yep. Right. I, um, I really enjoyed that one. It, it felt like a very nice contained story. And that to me is what Saw should be. And I love the, I love the um, topical element of it um, being a healthcare, <laughs> healthcare yeah. movie. 
I mean, none of the other movies actually go into uh, go and accomplish that. I mean, they try, especially in three and four, they try, but it, I don't think it ever really hit with the uh, with the doctor that he kidnapped. Yeah. Um, oh, three. Yeah, three and uh, three. Again, it kind of comes. I is my least favorite. I've tried to go back to it a couple of times. I think the it's it's this is that's probably the most uh, gory, just for the sake of being gory. Yeah, I think um, I agree with that. But I think that's part of the charm for for me because it was uh, it was Amanda setting up the traps, right? So they were more. Well, yeah, you had um, chaotic. Yeah, but. Uh, you're I right know, i mean just, you're right it is definitely one of the hardest ones to watch yeah i think I, I definitely the, agree especially the ending like this guy goes through absolute hell um and yeah. you think he's learned the lesson yeah and then he goes and just well i hope software kind of course corrects um software i did like um i think software the, I think is the reason I like three as much as I do. Oh, well, I mean, four, I love the um, introduction of the FBI into it. Yes. I think that was a more interesting story, honestly, than the, I think it's kind of a throwback to the first saw, which James Wan always said, said, and, you know, Oh shoot, I got to go back and add gore to this. Otherwise I've just done a PG 13 procedural. (laughs) Well, and you're right though. The, the detective parts of it are what kept the story going. They're what, kept driving it and it was what ended up making it fun i it was kind of that part of the of the newest one jigsaw that that had me interested in it although i wasn't super crazy about that one either i like it but oh yeah i i've watched jigsaw a few times and last time i watched it uh i think it's just got a way too many i mean it tried to be way too clever Right when it tried to, it tried to make itself its own thing, but it ignored too much of the original. I felt because yeah. to not even mention Carrie L was at that point after he had been such a big deal. I don't know. I just I'm excited for where Chris Rock goes for it. I can oh, say that at least. I was uh, talking in, uh, to my sister uh, when we did the uh, episode two of this uh, Jurassic Jeff Jezebel owes me eight dollars uh, that. <laughs> Uh, I was just trying to come up with something because we had a um, reason to pause it and we were doing it in person in that one. Um, And I just said, well, you know what? Let's just throw in a rewatchables category in there. Casting what ifs. What would you put Jeff Goldblum in? And I would say, oh, the new Jigsaw. Man, that would be. Could you imagine Samuel L. Jackson? And (laughs) I, wow. Yeah. That, That would be something that you're right i would see i i'm not even the biggest jeff goldblum fan but i do love him when he hits right in the movie i mean you can't deny his role in jurassic park he can't deny his role in thor ragnarok i mean the guy's a great actor oh i mean uh, because he plays characters that are perfect for him yes uh yeah we went through pretty much all of his uh 90 minute uh movies <laughs> yeah and, uh i mean it's it's re- the guy deserves an extra half hour i'm gonna tell you that um but i was thinking back to the this kind of spawned off the great white hype but uh you want the and i think i'm trying to bring it trying to bring it back to at least some of the 
things I've done with this. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess trying to bring this to Cronenberg because I thought of Gilliam and then The Fly is probably his greatest performance. Um, I would agree with that. I haven't watched that movie in a very long time, but I watched it in high school and I loved it. I mean, it's, 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 it does. I mean, that's, I think the standard, at least from a gore standpoint of how you deliver it um, with the intensity and such. And to bring it back to saw. Yeah. We just, you don't, you don't really ever get one of those scenes. I mean, the closest thing you get is the grand finale kill in seven. Pardon me, but I would like to interrupt this current podcast just in the event that we did not get our Stuart Gordon insertation completed at the appropriate time. So bear with us and we'll be back with our regularly scheduled podcast. So I just completed watching Stuart Gordon's Castle Freak from 1995, produced by Full Moon Pictures and Charles Band of Arena fame, Puppet Masters, a lot of stuff. Pretty, you know, it's a pretty solid uh, horror movie. I love the Italian influences upon it. It, it just has the kind of the suspense of a giallo, despite this really a monster movie. Definitely the trauma of a giallo film. I love Argento. It kind of walks that line pretty well between Argento and Fulci. So Dario Argento, Lucio Fulci, if you need first names. So, you know, I don't agree with all the uh, cat abuse in Gordon's films. I mean, he got three more years than Bowie and maybe that's all he deserved you know don't don't mess with the kitties now this film stars his constant Staltworth uh Staltworths I should say uh Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton and Barbara Crampton seems to evolve with each film from Reanimator to From Beyond and now Castle Freak and Jeffrey Combs is Jeffrey Combs it takes a half hour. It takes forty-five minutes for him to become full-blown Jeffrey Combs, which is great for the film. But you know, if you're a fan of Stuart Gordon, you kind of want him to just go off the rails with him pretty fast. So it has an interesting antagonist, the uh, Castle Freak, who's a pretty compassionate character. You can really kind of relate. I mean, you understand his motivations, but then again, he goes and kills a cat. So you know, that compassion goes out the window. So. Looking over my notes real quick. I said it builds up the suspense like a good Metgiallo. Autocorrect says goalie. But yeah, I mean, it's a fun little flick. I really would love to see it redone in a 16 by 9 instead of a 4 by 3. This is a directed video. Again, full moon pictures, pretty cheap crap in the most affectionate way. And I know it was remade in 2020, so I'll probably investigate that at some point. But all I'm going to say is if you do not have some nipple mutilation in that feature, maybe you missed the mark. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> At the beginning, though, and I know we, we don't have to talk about the first one as much, but the just the cutting into the leg is really... Oh, it's, it didn't need a lot of gore, but it, that no, gore... No, that's, that was the brilliance of the first film. Right. Well, and then the second one, it, it, it expanded on that it, more so than I would have liked personally um, at the time, although I see that it's so good now with how the franchise set out. I didn't like how everybody had their own room and everything. Oh, and I really, I, I kind of wish the movie was longer to flush that out a little more thoroughly. Well, 
I definitely agree with that now. But when I first saw it, when I was 18 and I first saw it, I did not think that way because I had just come off that ending on the first one, that game over slamming the door. And I, I loved that. That gave me the chills. That was one of those movie moments that I wish I could go back and experience again for the first time. And I just didn't have that with the second one, but knowing what the saw franchise is now, that's such a titular thing. Like I want to hear these people learn their lessons. I want them to go through these trials. So I definitely want to see them fleshed out more now. Right. Well, Saw 2 is probably my favorite of the series, actually. I mean, I I think that's what most people say. I, I, I know that's how my roommate feels. I, I just, the first one, the first one speaks to me. Oh no. The first one is the best of them. I, I mean, it's, it's the movie that put James Wan on the map. You can take That's all your true. conjuring and shove that. Um, I'm, <laughs> when I'm I love not... Lee Winnell, like yeah. his oh. writing's great. His acting's he, great. He's becoming a great director. Um, yeah. Upgrade was, was Upgrade excellent. Was amazing. Yes. And I hear nothing but good things about The Invisible Man. Same. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard nothing but good things. And I'm not the biggest fan of... Uh, Oh my gosh, what's her name? Peggy, the girl from Mad Men. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, Mad Men. Yeah, you, you got to, this is why this is so. I, I like to call myself a film expert uh, based off two, um, two uh, professors at, well, two instructors at ICC. Um, but uh, yeah, not uh, not quick to the IMDb. <laughs> to yeah, no, I'm, I, I can um, give it, but, but I don't um, care for her. <laughs> yeah well it's i don't know i haven't watched handmaiden's tale or a, ham, a handmaid's tale or well, I, I, I barely watched mad men honestly yeah the pop the funko pops are cool for mad men that's the that's the like just seeing them with drinks and cigarettes i just i i'm always worried that some of the tv ones or some of them in general get too generic um but you're right they do have enough character to them most of the time yeah i was worried when i got my and it was stupid worry but when i got my dale cooper from twin peaks i was really worried that it was not going to be noticeable but of course you can tell exactly who it is oh yeah um, the trench coat and the coffee i was dumb to ever think otherwise right um which kind of brings me back to aside from uh just a tangent which is what you're supposed to expect on podcast yes um Kyle McLaughlin um, kind of has had a shit. Uh, sorry, that's the second obscenity ever done on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, same word. So we're in the South Park territory. Hey, working for that blue, trying to get to that blue chew money so I could care less. <laughs> there you go. Um, but he, um, yeah, outside of uh, twin peaks his 90s is not really didn't really get a lot of great characters no he was in uh what the flintstones movie right yeah um then he was showgirls yeah and um and i this brings me back to the gold bloom episode uh it's an interesting movie called uh mad dog time um hell of a cast but uh yeah he's just totally phones it in just everybody's trying to everybody's trying to open over the top directed by larry bishop who's just probably best known as the strip club owner in kill bill volume two oh geez oh hi buddy sorry cats jumping in oh no i got i got two wanted around here so (laughs) um i knew you knew how it was yep um 
Yeah, back to Saw though. You know what kind of well, I I never liked that the little puppet became the mascot of Saw. Like I get why it is, and it, I get why it's important too. But that's such a different concept to me than what like Mike Michael Myers is or what Freddy is, Freddy Krueger or Jason. You know, it's not the thing that's killing them. But but what else are you gonna do? What else is gonna be your symbol? Right. Um, yeah, I couldn't. Like I don't know, maybe just an audio file, but uh, just but a Tobin then, I, Tobin Bell's voice, right? Or or, or uh, a facsimile of him. Although I I suppose that the puppet could be argued to be that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, a, I guess another good thing about four is that it kind of ex. I, I made, yeah. It was four. Yeah, it showed it, it him kind of, painting it, right? Right, establishes the lore behind it. I didn't expect to get so much into his life. Uh, well, all the characters that got involved, honestly, I didn't expect to have such fleshed out stories for these characters. Yeah. Between, uh, although Strom, I don't think, was super fleshed out, but at but least I, in his, dete- I mean, his FBI role it was. was yeah, and no, the his entire hunt in five is what makes that movie well. Absolutely, five. I don't know. Now that I think about it, five is really because I love the games in five. That's the uh, oh no, is that six? No, six is the family. Five is uh, the arsonist. Yes, and how like with the oh, swinging blade, right? Right. Well, that's the swinging blade. Yeah, the pit and the pendulum is the beginning. Yes. The, yeah. the main the main game is the six people all involved in an arson. Yeah. And uh, yes, the final, the, yeah, the, the final twist of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I I was really into that game, and especially after the twist and the end of that. Um, and I think. Str- Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, and I think Strom's uh, battle with Hoffman in the end was a good climax. Well, and I think Strom's part of that movie and that whole his whole storyline was my favorite part of it. The characters I just never really came around on. Um, I know you had uh, Dexter's wife. What is her name? Um, I know Julie Benz was the Julie Benz. Yep, that's exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I just I I normally love her, and I just felt like she was kind of phoning it in for this one a little bit, um, uh, almost think, in yeah. a Boondock Saints two way. Uh, you see, I Boondocks Two uh, Saints Two does not age what has not aged well at all. I that's why I haven't rewatched it. I've been so worried about that because I have such fond memories of it. I mean, I saw, I saw. Oh, I was pumped for um, BS Two. Um, it was, um, and I, I so I saw that one in theaters. So me too. Brief, yeah. And um, I mean, it's a fun experience. It, it, it you know. I like I like the uh, I don't I guess Rocco is the big problem and when it comes to how it ages yeah and that was just a like I know that's Troy Duffy's friend but and, well, that's, and a, that's a reason Troy Duffy doesn't work <laughs> oh yeah I watched the whole documentary about him too uh, I don't remember what it's called but that was a wild ride because he is just not there's a reason he's been kicked out of Hollywood yeah yeah uh you know i will say too that first one i did rewatch that fairly recently and while i do still enjoy it 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 was not as enjoyable this time around as it used to be for me and i don't know if it's just me getting older and having seen more movies um, oh it was it was a 
um, essentially a Tarantino knockoff yeah. in a sense. I mean, the action, it, it's poorly, it, there's no real act. I mean, the action sequences aren't really there. Right, um, they're just kind of reenactments all, or... Yeah, it's all just trying to be slick with the camera. Yeah. I mean, the, still, the Norman Reedus, Sean Patrick Flannery, Willem Dafoe they all deliver billy Connolly. they all deliver which oh absolutely still the makes the movie worthwhile great well and the detectives are so oh, fun yeah oh what's the symbology man you're right it the, it is still there and that one is still at least worth the watch i just didn't enjoy it as much but when i went back and watched the saw movies this last october i find every time i watch these movies i'm enjoying them more and I think it's just because I haven't seen them so much and I haven't picked them apart as much as, as I probably did Boondock Saints back when I was, you know, 18, 19, 20, starting out college. Yeah, uh, I would say, yeah, and I'd say that's kind of taken away a little bit from Saw. Because as I say, I, I saw Jigsaw, I bought the Blu-ray, I watched the Blu-ray a couple of times. I went and did a review on it for 90forchill.com um, and, it, and it just... Um, man yeah you can't you you, this is a series where you shouldn't overthink yeah i I definitely agree with that yeah but uh i I, um i always forget that donnie Wahlberg's in it for as long as he is oh yeah the donnie Wahlberg trilogy i wish we could have seen more from his son's character i wish he could have been the one that was doing it in jigsaw you know um yeah, I think that was a missed opportunity. Oh, there's plenty of Quite, opportunity yeah. with that one. They just didn't want. They didn't. They just wanted. The, they really were just trying to remake Saw. They weren't <laughs> worried. They they weren't. Well, that's the truth. They weren't worried about any other of the characters we got. Like Hoffman, I I think more about Hoffman. He is little little limited, but he's you think it's. You get stronger every time, though. I think you watch. I mean, that's a positive of it. Yeah. I mean, and Amanda, like when uh, she sh- showed up again, I think it wasn't until six. She may have had a bit in five. Hey. Um, um, every time she came back was always fun. I, I always liked the uncertainty of what she was going to do. Yeah. Because she started when she started she was this being of good and to see her transform before your eyes you always knew there was something off about her and well, then you find out that she's working with him and oh in the um twist and uh i think it was six when they delivered the fact that uh she's somewhat responsible for all of the the chaos in john's life oh yeah Oh yeah, with the uh, with the drug addict who yeah. went in there and yeah, and the miscarriage. Yeah, absolutely. When it just it all tying together like that, and him playing a game with her the whole time. Man, I love this stupid series. <laughs> well, it's yeah. If, I mean, we haven't had. Um, I I wouldn't say since the since uh, Wes Craven, you know, slowed down. Uh, got out of the franchise game and truthfully Wes Craven wasn't the franchise guy that was all new line cinema yeah I mean he only I think he may have wrote three but he didn't come back till new nightmare 
Well, and even with uh, he did Scream, right? Yeah, he did. He did all the screams. Um, so You're right. I mean, he he has those cohesive points. But uh, you know, I guess if this is kind of a Saw is the closest thing we've got to the to the rid- like ridiculous um, like sequels for the sake of sequels' sake. Like a like a Friday the Thirteenth amount of sequels, and then yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, yeah, I mean Texas Halloween is, even. Yeah, how the well Halloween's weird because they waited so long between starting the franchise back up. I mean after the failure of three, which but, plus mean, there's three different timelines to follow. Oh yeah, it's yeah they they were really I mean they. You kind of have to when you're doing a movie series like this, you have to knock them out one after the other, after the other, after the other. I mean, you're not going to get great movies, no, but they're fun, and, and I think cinema is missing that. It's kind of like, I guess the closest thing we had to that is the uh, MCU, where they just kept popping out movies like, and you can't really hate any of the MCU movies. Yeah, I, I, you're right. I don't hate them. I'm just real tired of them generally. Oh, but there's, no, I'm like, still gonna see um, them. I'm still gonna love them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I was kind of like Far From Home was a little, little too much. After the darkness that I think was, uh, how dark the series got with Endgame. Like, no, I, I see I my fatigue hit with that. Endgame and Infinity War, and then Far From Home was kind of like, oh, okay. This could be fun again. Uh, I don't know. It, I think after 22 movies, we can't just need an extended break. I mean, Disney Plus is going to be doing great things with franchises anyhow. I hope so. Well, I mean, they Mandalorian get at least makes us, you know, made episode nine kind of a. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mando gives me hope for it. Um, I, and I've. Uh, we don't need to talk about this, but the WandaVision stuff, I, I was not crazy about it at first, but this last episode, I've, I'm starting to come oh, around. I've, I don't know if you watched. Yeah, I am uh, definitely need to catch up on that, especially yeah. since I'm seeing hints and drops of what could happen. And it's like, well, that's why I'm keeping up, man. I gotta, I can't find something online that I didn't want to see for myself. Um, but something with Jigsaw that I do or saw in general that I wanted to mention that I think does set it apart from the other franchises that were just knocking movies out year after year is that they gave us enough answers. Like it wasn't a ton of answers, but every franchise, every, every edition, every, what am I trying to say? Every one that came out had a bow on the end of it and then gave us a little more. Yeah. It built, it built upon its universe. Um, they tried that, uh, with the latter Halloween. I mean, the, uh, early night the early 90s halloweens right with the cult stuff yeah which i mean no it totally missed the point i agree of michael myers um i mean i i would say i liked i liked zombies first halloween because i think it kind of gave us the if you wanted answers it kind of supplied them um i mean it after the second one was too much though for I, me you know and i i hear a lot of people love the second one though i would i will take that first one over that second one any oh yeah day, especially yeah. since brad dorf's the sheriff well yeah that's um it's always i mean 
any anything with Brad Dorif. I mean, I know it's tough to find a lot of the Argento movies now now with uh, um, getting to digital, but uh, I would really recommend uh, Trauma. I think it was. Um, like the hey, uh, I love Brad Dorf. I'll watch anything he's in. He, he he's in it briefly. Another good Brad Dorf uh, that's hard to find. Like I can't get it. I have it on iTunes, but it's not in HD. Called um, Death Machine. Death Machine. Directed by uh, Steve Nordingham of Blade fame, <laughs> which really? also mean means uh, League of Gentlemen infamy. Oh my god, man! With uh, Sean Connery. Yes. I haven't seen that in ages. Uh, it does it? I I thought it was fun the first time I watched it. Then it does not make the transition to HD. Was uh so that one and Van Helsing I watched around the same time for the first one for, uh, for the first time I saw him. Have you seen Van Helsing recently? No, I haven't really ever sat to watch it. Um, Man. I've seen enough cinema snobs and <laughs> and uh, nostalgia critic takes on it. But uh, that's fair. Yeah. And I guess at least saw being grounded um, in reality. Um, it it kind it just um, you don't have to worry about that. You know, it it translates good to the next to the next form of media. I mean, the first is may as well have been shot in black and white. It's that classic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean. Parts of it were though too the flashbacks, right? Oh yes. Well, uh, kind of iffy on that. Like a lot of it's more like the photos and stuff. Like, oh right. You kind of think they may have been still thinking, eh? Maybe we can knock it down to a PG (laughs) thirteen. You know, if if the first Saw movie had been made on a lesser budget, it would have reminded me a lot more of something like the following. like Christopher Nolan's first movie. Yes. And it would have been interesting to see the show become more of a stalker right. trapper. But uh, I certainly like where they went still. Yep. So I guess we're going to get around to wrapping up. You know, you don't want to mess around with Zoom and their 40 minute rule too much. Sure. Um, so I'm going to go again. I said my favorite saw is probably two. What would your favorite? I mean, outside of one. Favorite, outside of one. Yeah. Favorite yeah. Saw sequel. I think I'm going to have to go with six. I, I, I wouldn't have said that after my first watch through, but after this most recent watch through, I think I had the most fun watching that one. Mm-hmm. That, that scene with the carousel is just, oh, it's so good. Yes. I uh, love the desperation. Yeah. Display. Just the pure hate and desperate. It's pure emotion. So good. Yep. All right. So, I mean, most important time the podcast, any podcast would be plugs and upcoming events. Um, so, I know you're not streaming too much with uh, the Skulls and Joe Joe Society. Um, no, we do. Uh, our Twitch page is still there, and we might come back in some fashion. We have a couple YouTube videos up, and we might record something. So, if you want to check it out, it's just at the Skull and Joe's um, Society on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch uh twitter everywhere really um and uh, your instagram you're really showing off your artistic abilities yeah i've been trying to in my time i've been trying to hone my skills at drawing and um that's not all i'll post over on my instagram but it is quid or at quid pro joe underscore no at quid pro underscore joe excuse me 
Uh, and it's the same on Twitter if you want to get me there. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of my drawings and yep. junk. Twitter, you get the uh, croc jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter's where I uh, spout nonsense and retweet nonsense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you very much for giving me this uh, 40 minutes. Um, it's good to get back reconnected with you. Yeah, you too. Thank you. This has been a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad you messaged me to do this. And any other time you want to do it, just let me know. It's super right. easy to set up. Yeah. Get get caught up on your carpenter and we'll, we'll, <laughs> I will. we'll try to get back. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll see you. See ya. Can I hear a wahoo?